You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. Goodbye 2021 in four days. Good riddance. So. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's December 28th, but this is our last episode of 2021. Goodbye, 2021. What a weird year. Yeah, so <laughs> this is our year in review. And of course, I had to go through our Instagram to figure out what we watched. What didn't we watch? What did we watch? No idea. It was a chaotic year and <laughs> we somehow made it through. But yeah. We Just watched nutty. a lot of stuff. Like we did a, this year, even more so than last year, we did a lot more killing for time. Like we did a lot more like fan ideas and the movie club, like the movies from the hat movie club was like a big thing we did this year. Like that was a it was huge great. part of the year. It was great, but bananas because I'm like <laughs> scrolling and I'm like, it was like, I think at one point, one of the posts were like week 10 of movies out of the hat like what we did 10 weeks of movie out of that yes i'm pretty sure that's when we stopped i think we we decided to get to 10 do the 10 weeks and then there you go i think you know i really enjoyed movies from the hat even though at a certain point the movies were just getting weirder and weirder um we may have to revisit movies from a hat this winter so (laughs) yeah i have um i have all the the movies still i have my one hat and yes, I have uh, I have in a pile all the uh, non-selected movies. So there's still about 100 of them or more. So we got lots. Well, with the way things are going in Kingston, I think it's going to be a long winter. And uh, we might be hunkered down. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> also, here's a fun did you know. from all, I did the same thing as you did. I went through our Instagram. Did you know that we did two Conjuring episodes? I knew we had like a Conjuring specific episode, but are you saying that we forgot and we just did the Conjuring twice? No, I'm saying that in a th- in like a three week period, we did so we did the Conjuring. We did an episode about the Conjuring, and then we we had some special guests come on board, and then the next week episode we did another episode about the Conjuring. Like I don't know what was going on. Yeah, but no, <laughs> because we broke it into two because we didn't have enough time to review the new one. So we did like oh. a we did like a an episode specifically about the devil right. made me do it. Right. I and now I had, now that you say that I remember. Yeah, because we we didn't think we would be able to get through, and I don't think we did. Like I think that's why we broke we had to break it, and then I think we couldn't do them back to back because we had scheduled the guest. Like the thought would be, oh, we're gonna do it all in one episode, but then we ran out of time. But then because we had like, we had a guest the next week, we had to break up the two conjuring episodes. This was also the year of a lot of great guests, like because of uh, oh, yeah. uh, shout out to Cody, um, the the winner of our um, winner of our Oscars uh, pool last year, it, because he went to film school and is a film producer. He had all these director connections and every time a film came open, we, we got the directors of his films to <laughs> to come on the show. And it every was amazing. Film like, festival. Every film yeah, festival. Yeah, every film festival. Year. Yeah, we had. that Cody has been an excellent connection because Thanks, we've been able Cody. to talk to so many people. Yes, thank you, Cody. Shout out to Cody. Um, yeah, it's been a year of, of guests and great fun things, and not not enough Star Trek talk as far as I'm concerned. Um, but some. Well, there's always next year. Yeah, there's always <laughs> next year. Yeah. yeah. 2022, um, the year of Star Trek. We have we have quite a lot to get through because our fans came through as they normally they always do, do. They always and do. wrote us a lot of great uh, fan questions. Now I have had no time to sort through them, so they're a mystery to me. They're a mystery to you. We don't know what these a questions lot of hot are. Takes. Probably lots end, of hot takes. End the year on hot takes, but that's how we pretty much started the year and kept the yeah. year going. So why not? Yeah. So let's uh, let's do it. So we're going to do that first, and then Taylor and I have prepared some fun lists. What are, what we thought were the best movies that we saw and reviewed in 2021, and the worst movies that oh, we saw. Oh, Mike, I didn't make a worst list. You didn't make a worst list. You didn't put that in my instructions. I I 
specifically said and worst. Oh, I, I think so. Tuned out. Oh, you tuned me out. You always do. By the end of the <laughs> recording, yeah, that's every person in my life hears about thirty percent of the things I, thought, I say oh, and tune the rest. Out. Okay, hang up. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I have. I, will, I have. I'll be able to find. I have five dad films <laughs> to talk about. So every movie out of the hat. No, I'm kidding. I know. No, I no there bad. were some good ones. I then. feel bad because. Some people really did nominate their favorite movies, and we probably yes. were not kind. They were very. So. Some people were very passionate about their picks. Sorry in advance. Well, I can already tell you. Here's a spoiler: Titan. Obviously not what, on my best, best or list. worst. Oh, obviously okay. not on my best say, list. Well, knowing this podcast, who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, not on my best list either. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I tried. I tried to stick to to newer movies. That we reviewed this year it was hard because there was such a big gap between movies coming out this year um so i tried to stick to it but uh, i'll talk about some other ones as well so okay um let's get to fan questions because yeah. we've got a lot and we want to make sure we get to each and every one of them so let's do this so i'm going to open one at random <laughs> not all of them are labeled either because i came through the website so i don't know who they're from Okay, a so this true first, mystery bag. <laughs> this is a whole... I'm just pulling these out now. So this first one's from Allie, and it was through our website. And Allie says, uh, is Iron Man 3 a Christmas movie or not? I was inspired by your conversation uh, about Christmas movies a few months ago. I don't remember us talking about Christmas movies. Probably when we watched Die Hard. That oh, was one of the movies out of the Die aisle. Hard. See, this is why you're on the show, Taylor. You remember things. Um, I'm the institutional memory for screaming yeah, in Kingston. I, yeah, because three months ago, I'm like, what the heck were we talking about three months ago? Um, so Ali wants to know, I'm really excited by the idea of, is Iron Man 3 a Christmas movie? Um, now, Taylor, I, I assume wait, you haven't seen it. No, yeah. I haven't seen any Iron Man movie. You know, that's a great point. One, it takes place at Christmas. Um, two, it... it does like there's a lot of snow are there presents mm, yes there are presents it's a christmas and movie the whole point of that movie is actually tony stark getting back home again um during the holiday season well yes but it's not fun loving like something happens right, and he gets right, stranded yeah. somewhere and he, it's he's trying to get back yeah it's marvel it's not well i will say the hawkeye tv series is pretty much a christmas movie like it's it's set at christmas and it's all in that vein of like Trying to get home for Christmas. And, and it's, it's very fun. Is Iron Man trying to be reunited with Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes. So yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, okay. Then I yeah, <laughs> I I agree. I think I never thought of it that way, but I agree. If it's yes, set it's at Christmas, Christmas there's yep. snow, there's presents, mm-hmm. and there is, loved yeah. ones are trying to be reunited, that's a Christmas movie. And he he bonds with a kid in the village that he's in oh, trying to yeah. get back. So there you go, Christmas movie. There you go. Definitive answer. Yes, Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. So thank you for that, Allie. Um, All right, next question. Okay, this question comes from Lily. Uh, Lily says, hi, Screening in Kingston. I'm so glad that you're back to doing a mailbag episode. I hope I made the deadline. Uh, Lily just made the deadline. Only emailed about 12 minutes ago. So there you go. Well, thank you, Lily. We Um, appreciate it. Uh, Lily says, my question is actually pretty simple. I'm just interested to see what your thoughts are on what is coming up next for screening in Kingston in the new year. What are your kind of plans for the next couple of months? Do you have any themes that you're going to be going with? Or is it all going to be Oscars uh, building up to the Academy Awards? And that's from Lily. Um, Well, come on, Lily. You know us. Zero plan plans. Things. We're what now talking about probably going to spend the next 15 minutes spitballing ideas for the next And that will be the months. planning that you see. <laughs> Our planning we do on air. Taylor and I speak to each other as little as possible because as we've now seen, Taylor doesn't listen. So I everything I say, Taylor's like, I don't care. And then, <laughs> then moves In on. one ear, out so, the other. Yeah, exactly. So we do all our planning right here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... The Oscars movies are always a, a passion of mine and do, being able to do that Oscars poll at pool has been a lot of fun um, because I used to do that with my friends a lot when I had a lot of like movie loving friends all at the same time. We'd all like do this. So being able to do the Oscar stuff. You're Mike's like, friends now. Listeners. Yeah, you're all you're all my friends now. So you must be in it. So we're going to do an Oscars pool for sure. And we're probably going to review a lot of Oscars movies. But as I mean, hey, Taylor, you Mike. just said. 
you know, what? Um, when's the Oscars this year? Because I I don't I like I don't think they've one of the it. reasons why this year was so crazy looking back was because the Oscars were in the spring this year, which really like uh, threw off Yes, they're also so twenty twenty two. It's Sunday, March twenty seventh, so it's late again. It is okay. going to be late again. Okay. Uh, so that's later than normal. Um, gives us more time to catch up. So it does give us more time to catch up. But yes, that does mean we probably will do some other things. I mean, you've already mentioned, Taylor, that because of the way things are going in the winter, we're probably going to be stuck at home doing some some stuff anyway. So I'm sure we'll, we'll do Tiger King some... season two. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> I mean, I'll like I'll watch it if our fans want us to watch it. But I was thinking hey, we could definitely do movies from hats again. We like yeah. our fan suggestions. So if anyone out there has suggestions, like we're happy to hear from you and we're happy to uh, to do whatever. I am looking forward to, and I don't know if you prepared this in advance, Mike. Sometimes you give us like movies to look forward to in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Because I have cable, I don't have cable. I have no idea what's coming out. But I am excited to see Nightmare Alley. Whether mm-hmm. I rent that or brave the cinema, I don't know yet. But I can't wait for Nightmare Alley. So there'll probably be an episode about that, and at least one of us is going to review it. And I can't wait for the new Kingsman movie, the prequel. Yes, yeah. In terms of like things coming up over the holidays, like yeah, Kingsman. I'm super pumped to see Nightmare Alley as well. Like those are those are movies that I'm definitely looking forward to for sure. I have a couple movie suggestions for 2021, but they come out quite a bit later, so they weren't like you mean January movies. Sorry, yes, 2022. <laughs> um, I was yes, I was going to end the show with a couple things that I was looking forward to, but right, uh, so most of it, it is a couple months. When's now. the Batman movie coming out? That is supposed to come out in 2022. It's supposed to come out like I think before the summer. But I, I don't know if they have a release date for that one yet. But it, it was listed for 2022. I'll double check. But that's definitely on my list. Okay. That I was looking forward to. So, uh, Thank you, uh, Lily, for that question. <laughs> Your, the answer is we're going to fly by the seat of our pants, as we always do. But yes, there will be a lot of Oscar stuff between now and the end of March. Yeah, definitely. There always is. We got to catch up. Um, okay, uh, next question comes from Josh the Inquisitor, who has a couple questions for us. Uh, he says, oh, hey, oh, <laughs> what does uh, the new year hold for screening in Kingston? Josh, you just asked the same question Lily did. Um, but Lily deserves the credit, so. Yeah, so Josh, you don't get credit for this. <laughs> but let's change. Let's also change the answer. Um, I don't know. We're going to do straight up Star Trek. I think like I think we'll do a lot of Star Trek talk. I'm finally going to make Taylor in all seriousness. We're finally going to make you Taylor watch a Star Trek pilot, I think. And I'm um, all for it. That definitely will be one of our themed episodes. That will be a themed episode. I'm just episode. waiting yeah. for you yeah. to schedule it and tell me what yeah. you watch. Well, yes, that's true. And we'll bring Tyler Vance back for that. Uh, and I'd like to reconnect with if if you remember talking to Mark, the filmmaker yes. out in Vancouver, who we connected with. I know he's a Star Trek fan, but I also know he's just a cinephile in general as well. And I'd like what to bring Mark can, back for what sure. What if we can get his cousin on the show? The one who works on Discovery? Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like if we could get his cousin on the show and talk <laughs> Poor about Mark. Star Trek. And- Mark probably hasn't listened to a single episode since he's been on. And not only are we saying he has to come back, we also are forcing him to invite his cousin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He, he first of all, he said he'd come back, so I'm holding yeah. him to that. He's coming. He's coming back on this show. Um, but yeah, there's definitely guests that I want to come back and I want to do things. And you know what I really loved? I know this might be hard to put together again, but the this wasn't last year. I think this was end of 2020. We did the the Nicole Tyler you and me movie yeah. thing where we each picked a movie. Each, I really liked that, and I would love to do that type of thing again. That was a lot of fun. Bring, bring Nicole and Tyler back and, and do something. We'd have to come up with, I think, with a different theme. I like to change things up and do new things. So we might have to come up with a new theme. But I, I love Maybe that. Maybe even throw Matt Sultan in the mix. But oh, why you was so good. That'd be amazing. Like, it's nice doing series of four. Because there's, like, normally about four weeks in a month. Mm-hmm. So... But, you know, we can diverge from that. We we could pick a month that has that just because there's always going to be one where like April, five for weeks. example, might have yeah. five weeks. And then then we can bring all three of them in and everyone pick a movie one each week. Oh, yeah. And like the movies Matt would pick would be quite like a horror, a horror section, like a horror month. 
because Matt loves horror. Nicole yep. loves horror. And Tyler's yep. just messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow, but he's not even here to defend himself. I know. But I think he likes horror too. So I don't know. That seems like a pretty. I think so. I don't think yeah. he has a problem with horror. I don't think he's ever said he, he hates horror. He'd find us a weird one to watch for sure. Yes, he would. Yeah. He would. <laughs> Whatever the next enemy film is starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Jake Gyllenhaal about a story about Jake Gyllenhaal or something. Um, okay. Let's get to the next question from Josh. Do you have New Year's resolutions picked out yet? Okay. Josh the Inquisitor. Um, like movie themed New Year's resolutions or just in general? I don't have really any i'm not i don't really do resolutions to be honest me too taylor like, otherwise I, yeah like i don't believe in growth so i just like i don't <laughs> this I, is as good as it gets folks this is it no i don't believe in resolutions either i just you know especially like all throughout the year i'm always trying to, to change and do things yeah i mean there's certain there's certain things that i'd like there's one of the things i'd like to do is I'd really like to minimize the amount of Star Trek bashing I've been doing of the new stuff. But then I like see a preview or like a, a an ad on, on the, and it just makes me so mad that I say, you Feel know what? Vindicated. Yeah. And first, yeah. If you're going to make something so terrible, then I think I have the right to complain about it. So there you go. So I could say that's a resolution, but I'm not going to stick to it. I think my resolution is, Maybe to try to watch new releases because in 2021, we did have to dip into a lot of older catalogs. Once we got out of the Oscars last year, we pretty much had to do like weeks and weeks of For like yeah, six older months. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah. if I have to make a movie resolution, it's going to be to maybe try harder to see new films, even if that means like renting them like mm -hmm. right away you know what i mean like there will be like a period like they'll be a couple months old but classic video seems to get new releases fairly quickly from their th theatrical runs definitely so that i think that will be my resolution yeah good questions there josh even though one of them was repeat but yeah, i'm trying not <laughs> we'll to hold that it. against you we'll allow it uh speaking of tyler vance let's get an email from tyler vance next. Yay! Uh, this is a long one, and I haven't read pre-read it, so here we go. There'll be uh, seven words Mike can't pronounce. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I didn't have my trusty thing that I have that tells me how to say words. Um, Dear Taylor and Mike, it's been a long while since my last email, but I have continued to listen in the background without fail. Your show continues to be the highlight of my week, and thank you both for all the hard work you put throughout the year. Oh, well, thank you, Tyler. Aww. We're glad we can give you a little bit of uh, a little bit of joy each week. Cheer. And, um, yeah, and hope as you've heard because you're listening, we've volunteered you to do a bunch of things. So, so clear your schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a few questions for you um, for this last show of the year. Okay, he's got four questions. Okay. Question number one: Do you each have a favorite moment from screening in Kingston this year? Mine is a tie between Taylor selling Mike out on his dislike of Star Trek Discovery in the presence of someone who knows someone <laughs> who actually made it, <laughs> and Mike having a mini existential crisis when he discovered the age of the actor that used to play the kid on Mad Men now plays Sabrina. <laughs> still, <laughs> still, you both liking the movie Your Name, uh, that had to uh, that I had to put forward for a previous uh, movies from a hat. Movie Club was also pretty great too. So there you go. That's three good moments. Yeah, the you selling me out to the Star Trek Discovery uh, person who worked on it. That's that's a good one. That's a funny moment. You just like you just went for like we were interviewing Mark and we were talking about Star Trek and I was asking him about that and you just straight up were like, yeah, Mike doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like just when, it was I like to so keep it real. Funny. I like to keep you just it real. like you just like pull that band-aid off. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you how it is. Um so that's a pretty good moment. I yeah. I the, think it the, was more naive it was more naive. It was like, 
isn't that the one you don't like, Mike? Yes, I think like, you I... did say it like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little more night, but you knew what you were doing. Oh, yeah. Come on, we were talking to someone who knew someone, so that's a pretty good moment. Um, yeah, the existential crisis. I'm still not over that. I can't. I can't watch that show. Like, I just can't do it. Um, like, it makes you feel can't. creepy. Yes, a hundred percent. It makes me feel creepy, so I can't watch it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like a favorite move, move, moment from the year, Taylor. Does anything? It's hard. To mind? These ones yeah. are hard because um, even though I have a better memory than you, Mike, you know, doing an episode a week, like for the whole year, it's hard to remember specific moments. But it was a lot of fun to have Matt Sultan on the show to do our Buffy episode recently. Yeah. That was a, a lot of fun. But I yeah. always love having the guests on. Like, I, lo- I love doing the series with Nicole and Tyler, like the alternative. That was this year, right? See, this is this year. Uh, like, we've been in lockdown the whole year of Yeah, like, I think you're talking about something that was last year. See, I can't, I but, can't even remember it. But anyways, anytime we have our, our good friends on the show... I really do enjoy it. So I think my highlight, once you remember we did this, might be yours too. I think the film awards we did. Was oh my, my gosh, so much fun. So that was this year. That was produced by Austin and Tyler came on to host it. Yeah, um, I loved so that. Not only did we talk, like we did our Oscar stuff, but we did like our own. And I think didn't, yeah, Austin came up with all these ridiculous categories. And then we had mini games in between and all yours were like easy and mine were ridiculous. <laughs> Because then, yeah, I had to describe Quidditch in 30 seconds or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that a, was yeah, a highlight. That one was a lot of fun. The Bo Burn, Burn I can never say his last name. Bo Burnham. Bo, Bo Burnham. How Burnham, we, yeah. I'll have to be on my dad's case. He has not given me the award. Yeah. We need we need an update because once we have that reward, we are going to be social mediaing that, that yeah. like sending him that all over the place and he's going to block us. That's okay. and then that's fine then we're that person (laughs) then we'll have like then that will be like our new claim to fame like the local show that single-handedly got Bo to you know block all of their socials i I would wear that with pride me too i just okay (laughs) see here's the thing taylor i really there's a part of me that really wants to watch sabrina Oh, There's we're like going a back part to of this. Me. Yeah, no, I just I have to talk about this. Like it's still on my mind. There's Air a part of me that, yeah, that, that wants to watch this show. But after you and 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 Matt talked about it, I did a little bit of research. And everything I've seen has made me be like, I think this this will make me too uncomfortable. And I don't think I can watch this because I know her as this little kid. Yeah. Like she, I was shocked to learn she's in her twenties. Like I didn't think Madman was that old, but then when I got to think about it, like I guess it did run for a while too. Um, yeah. And I guess she started to in the final years. She was around a teenager or almost a teenager. Yeah, and she so like she smokes and like gets into teen trouble on Madman. Yeah, in the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I, I just, yeah, it that uh, I just I can't do it. I, I just, will say I that it's to, it's risque. Like it's yeah, that's not a, like a PG. The way it's Matt the, described it was not <laughs> like giving me any hope. It's not the Sabrina of the nineties. No, no. I knew it was going to be darker. I just didn't think. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, it's um, dark. <laughs> number number two is second question. If you had to pick two movies that best summarize the kind of year you've had, what would they be? <laughs> That's a great question, and I wish I had read this email Bo earlier. Burnham inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, on my that's on my one. list for best of the that's year. Like that ex the, that dread of being in another year of lockdown. Um, oh, and I'm gonna choose. Okay, so that's a good one. I I love that. So I'm gonna steal that one too. I'm gonna say Bo Burnham inside, and I'm actually gonna cheat a bit and say a TV series. I'm gonna say WandaVision, number okay. two, because time has had no meaning right. this year. 2020, 2021 to me was almost worse than 2020 because at least we kind of started the year off semi-normal and then things got weird and it was new. But like 2021 has been the same. Every month has been the same. Time has had no meaning and these weird things keep happening and it's very strange. So I'm going to say WandaVision and Inside 100%. 
So I'll be lazy and say Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh, that is Just lazy. repeating the same day every day. Not really learning any lessons until the very end of the year. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Damn. I mean, like the year, I don't know. It hasn't been horrible. Like, honestly, I can't tell the difference between 2020 and 2021. You know what I mean? So whatever movie yep. where like yep. time blurs more yep. so than even Groundhog Day. Like, yep. I just, there's no divide. I feel like the pandemic happened and we've just been, it's, it still feels like 2019. Don't you think? I think, yeah, I think I agree. Since March of 2020 till now, December, 2021, it's all been a pretty big blur. Highs and lows, but still trudging. Yeah, and it was a little, like, to me, it was a little novel at the beginning. It was a little different. Like, the first couple of months was kind of fine because it was new and whatever. And then I found when they did, like, a couple of the sports came back, but they did the bubble. That was like, okay, that's something new and different. It's kind of niche. It's kind of interesting. But since the first couple of months, everything else has been a blur because it's just been the same over and over and over again. Yeah. So... Whatever movie addresses that issue. <laughs> what a question. What a question. Thanks for bumming us out, Tyler. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the qu- questions three and four. He's got one for me and one for you. Okay. So the question for me, for Mike, can you take the cast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and assign them roles on the bridge of the starship in Star Trek? You can use either the original series or TNG as your template for necessary bridge officers. That's a technical question. Man, like, okay, so who from Buffy would be good at each thing, I guess? And I can do the, so start with Xander Harris. Okay, so Xander, because he kind of becomes a fix-it kind of person. And and it's like, okay, I'm going to use the original series because he would be the Scotty. He would be the engineer where, where he comes on to say like zany words and like kind of be the comic relief, which happened a lot. In the original series but i would say he's the engineer sometimes on the bridge sometimes not not always part of the, like the main story but keeps the ship going right so there you go engineer willow Alexander. willow rosenberg oh man willow because willow <laughs> willow's all over the place like originally like, i would say willow would be would be kind of the so in on the bridge there's the two stations that are in front of the the chair so the captain's chair sits center looks out to the view screen and and in right in front of the captain there's the helmsman the person who drives the ship and then there's this other position that's kind of like um kind of like a mix role where it's like sensors but also weapons can be fired from here like it's kind of like an operation station i think willow would be there because willow would be reacting to things not really driving the ship but like kind of next to it reacting to things trying to like kind of keep things going Buffy, of course, is the captain. Oh, Buffy's the captain. No, uh, <laughs> Buffy would sit right there in the captain's chair and command the bridge. Absolutely. Giles? Giles would be the science officer. Giles is is Buffy's Spock, without a doubt. Um, you know, especially because he's like, they play up the fact that he's from England and has like a very different way of doing things and speaking than than those from the States. So I think he would be the science officer, without a doubt. We can keep going, but... Should we just keep it at the core cast or do you want me to keep rattling off people for you? Well, give me, give me just, let's do Anya and Spike because they were kind of the the next one. Like Anya, Anya would be like the communications officer just because that would be funny to have Anya have to relay communications from people and probably like put her own spin on what that is. And she's so matter of fact and doesn't understand. And doesn't understand. Yeah. She wouldn't get nuance and everything. Yeah. Yeah, So she'd be the communications officer just for the comedy of it. Um, And I guess that leaves Spike to, to drive the ship. um, Well, he does have his little motorcycle. That's true. And he had that car for a yes. while in the second season with, that was all blocked he off. He drives the, the Winnebago at one He does point. drive the Winnebago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he, yeah. Spike is the helmsman. He'll, he'll drive the ship. There you go. Perfect. Original series Buffy. Okay. Question four for Taylor. I've been sitting with this for a while. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, but Scarlett Johansson has actually already been in a Wes Anderson movie. 
Without looking it up, can you remember which movie and which role? What? I'm going to guess it's Isle of Dogs. And it's probably, like, I think she's done voice acting. Because I really can't can't picture her. her, Right? Well, I'll look up the cast here of Isle of Dogs and see if she Oh, he doesn't give you an answer? No. No, it's Tyler Vance. Why would he, why would he give us an answer? Uh, my my guess is my de- my guess is Isle of Dogs, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna guess that she's one of the dogs, but I can't remember which one. Okay, so is Isle of Dogs your final answer? Yes. She is in Isle of Dogs. Okay, woo! She plays <laughs> Nutmeg. Does that a dog? Nutmeg? One of the dogs. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. So she was in a Wes Anderson movie. So? He's been sitting on this for a while. This must have been bothering him. Why didn't you write it in sooner? I am always willing to as- agree when I'm wrong. But I still Well, he's a busy guy. You know, I still stand busy. by the fact that I don't think that she should be in the new like live action. I think voice acting is different than live action. Don't you think? Or yes, maybe I would agree. I would agree. Right? No. I would agree. I, I think voice acting is very different. Um, I'm just looking at the cast of Isle of Dogs and realizing all the people who are in it. Greta Gerwig is in Isle of Dogs. Well, yeah, when you're, yeah. I didn't know that what either. But it's it's always ensemble. Yeah. I will I, say that. I, I agree I, with you, though. It's different. I do think it's different. Like hearing someone's voice and seeing them act like it can be different. So I, I agree. And I liked Isle of Dogs. But I haven't seen it a lot. I think I've only seen mm. it the one like once and it was in theaters. It's not my favorite, Wes Anderson. Well, there you go. Tyler Vance just throwing throwing shade everywhere. So I'm glad um, someone <laughs> fact checks me. Yeah, because sure. most of the time we're just <laughs> saying stuff. <laughs> I never look up anything. I just after we talk yeah. about it, I'm like, that ah, sounds right. It's out um, there now. <laughs> yeah, he just he just finishes off the email by saying, Thanks again. And hope y'all have a great holiday. Sincerely, Tyler Clifford the Big Clifford the Big Red Dog for President Vance. <laughs> but did he like that movie? There's no way. There's no way that Tyler Vance liked that movie. How could he just drop that in with no explanation? No context? I don't know. He's gonna have to explain. Explain yourself, sir. In the new year. Explain yourself <laughs> in the new year. Um, next question comes from Alex. Uh, Alex says. Do you have any thoughts on the Kevin Feige comments about the opening of Shang-Chi? Zero, because I don't know what the comments were. Well, the comments, unless there's more, the comments, the way I understood them were he he was in, in an interview and someone asked him about the opening because the opening of Shang-Chi doesn't, isn't in English. Um, because it's really centered around the father's story. Like it's the mother telling the son, like the story of his father. Um, so I think it's in, like it's in Korean, I think. Um, so there's subtitles and the opening of this movie lasts quite a bit. Like it really gives you the backstory. Um, and he he, he answered the question of like, you know, going into that, did you have any concerns? And he said, yeah, like I did have concerns about having an opening for our audience that wasn't completely in English. Yes, I had some concerns about it, but in the end, we thought it served the story. And he's the director, so, right? You know, Kevin Feige's the producer of the entire universe. Oh, okay. So he hires the directors and is Got deciding it. where the story's going. Um, which I didn't think anything of the comments because I was like, well, I mean, that goes to show you how stupid people are where that is a concern you legitimately have to have that people won't like well, yeah because he's the money man right minutes. yeah of course like, like to me that's I, I didn't think of anything of it because i've been in those types of conversations before where it's like okay like how will our audiences respond to this that and the other and i don't think there's anything wrong with it like i don't think i don't know yeah, i don't know if alex is comment, saying this is it's less know. a po- comment on him and more comment on the general audience so like he's Which, like, if anything, the com- you should be annoyed that he like thinks that audiences are bigoted. Well, but but every, but everybody does too. But it's not just him. Like That's this what, is the yeah, thing. Like, this I is think the thing. I agree everyone with thinks you. that. <laughs> like everyone thinks audiences are stupid and are bigots and whatever. And a lot of people are. Like I'm not tone deaf. I watch the news every day, and it's ridiculous. Like the world is is just falling apart. 
But what I don't like is I'm going to like uh, get into some some not personal stuff, but things that I do. I when I go to see a Marvel movie, I wear my Captain America shirt. OK, it goes back to I get group of friends together. That that was the big thing. Like we used to do board game nights. We used to do different things. And this was the thing I always loved. The Marvel movie comes out once every couple of months. Put on my 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 big Captain America shirt. We go Put on and your we watch Captain Marvel. America shirt. But first, Matt Sultan spoils the movie for you. First, Matt Salton spoils the movie. Yeah. Then I yell then at him at the shirt. event. Then I put my shirt on. Uh, <laughs> and then we go off to the movie. And so the, many a time, many a time, when people are complaining about movie-going audiences and critics and reviews, by, by the, uh, stars in Marvel have said this, like Brie Larson has a famous line saying it, Kevin Feige has said it, a lot of people say it, where they say, yeah, yeah, I'm just sick and tired of the fat white guy in the Captain America shirt complaining about this, that, and the other. Listen to me. As the fat white guy in the Captain America shirt, <laughs> I have had zero problems, zero, ever, with diversity in movies, ever. I love different types of stories. I love that, that you know, you can expand and do different things. I've loved movies that are in English. I've loved movies that are in French. I've loved movies that are in Korean. I've loved movies that I don't understand. I've loved many, many, many movies for a very, very long time. So I don't like being lumped in with everybody. But often you hear it when the movie is terrible and you're using it as an excuse. It's like that movie that came out that was, uh, I think it was the uh, Charlie's Angels movie. Um, and one of the producers was like, the reason why this movie didn't do well was that uh, people are sexist. And uh, oh, if you Christian made a good movie. Yes, that one. And frankly, if you made a good movie, people will love it regardless of who's in it. And that's been proven time and time again. That movie was trash. And it had nothing to do with the gender of the actors. Nothing to do with it. The movie was just bad. It was terrible. One, my, one of my favorite movies of the year on list is Shang-Chi. I thought it was fantastic. I don't care that the first 10 minutes of the movie were not in English. I didn't even think about that until I read these comments. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess there was subtitles while she was explaining the story at the beginning. I just, it's, I hate being, I hate when people lump other people into things and I don't like being lumped into a category. I can wear my Captain America shirt and go to it. And it doesn't mean that I'm a simpleton for wanting my movies to be good. I just want the movies to be good and have a good quality and to be enjoyable and to get something out of it. There's my rant. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I guess like um, <laughs> the point I guess is as the producer, he has to worry about those things only because society forces him to think about those things. of course he does and I that's why that's i didn't think of, anything of those comments like that's why i didn't even it didn't register these comments yeah. was because i thought well he's a producer this is what he's supposed to do yeah but producers time and time again are now being shown that audiences want diverse movies because like you know 100%. they do the they do the breakdowns like oh like female-led movies have drive more ticket sales than you know what I mean? Like I'm not in this field, so I don't know the the data, but essentially hopefully in like five to 10 years, he won't have to worry about those things, but the right way now, the industry does. is, he does. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, again, the, the proof's just in the pudding. What was, what was the, one of the most talked about Netflix things of the past, like four months, it was squid games, which is not in English. Yeah. So, People, if it's of high quality, people are going to like it. And the movie, so Shang-Chi, I think it opened like pretty high, like 80, 80 billion or so, but it made like half a billion dollars worldwide, that movie. Like it made its money back without a problem. So it's not like even in the box office, like I hope that's proof enough. Now, I also, I don't know what the numbers were from like Disney Plus because I know they put it on there as well. Um, so I don't know what that sort of includes, but I know that they made like almost half a billion dollars in movie ticket sales during a pandemic. And it opened to almost like 80 million in the U S. So as far as I'm concerned, that should be proof enough to be like enough of this, make good quality movies and everything else will be irrelevant. As far as I'm concerned, Agreed. I don't care at all what's in your movie. If it's good. I'm going to, I'm going to go. 
Yeah. So there you go. So I don't know. I don't know what Alex meant by by the comments or thoughts on it, or whatever. What your feelings are, Alex, on it? But those are those are mine. So there you go. Uh, next question comes from Austin, who says, uh, "I just wanted to write in to say thank you so much for a great year. I can't. I still can't believe how much you were willing to make me part of your show this year. Thank you so much for the producing opportunities. I don't have a fan question. I just wanted to say thank you to both of you for a really fun year." And that's for Austin. We love you, Austin. You can produce one of our episodes anytime. I would. Yeah, I... actually, Austin, come up with a concept <laughs> for us <laughs> to bring to bring back Matt Sultan and Nicole and Tyler. Like, come up with a couple concepts for that. You're so Thanks. good at it. I would say some of our best episodes were taught were Austin produced. Oh, for sure. Like that uh, that award show for sure. Oh yeah. Um, and then the 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 kind of uh, the fan, what, appreciation. fan appreciation month, yeah, one hundred percent. Did yeah. he did something? He did something else too. Can't remember. What he, he writes there's in another with his games something. all the time. We just love Austin. He's great. Oh, that uh, Scar Joe or Scar No? That was yeah. a fun game. <laughs> That's He's still our, my favorite game. <laughs> I would say you know sometimes we say fan of the show friend of us. He's like he's not only a, a fan; he's a friend, and we love him. Yes. Yeah, Austin's great. Welcome back anytime. But seriously, Austin, get working on those concepts. We, we need, need some ideas for that. So <laughs> get back to work, Austin. Take um, the holidays and, off and then. Yeah, and then no, no, don't take the work through the holidays. Come on. We we need your we need the stuff here. We gotta get going. Um, but thank you. That that's the last fan question. So thank you to everybody who who wrote in. We really appreciate you. We wanted to dedicate most of the episode to fans because you're the reason why we're here. Um, and you're the reason why we continue to create stuff because you yeah. tell us to and we do it so without yeah. you it wouldn't work um okay so in the time we have left we're just going to go through our favorite movies from the year and i guess you know some of the worst movies but you know we'll see how that goes but let's talk about the best now what did you do taylor did you choose five e- yes yes one two okay, three so you- four technically six but Okay, so you, you didn't quite. Well, it's fine. It's that's you. you don't six, follow the like instructions even when you hear them. This is kind of like an honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so why don't we just go back and forth then? Let's um, let's just each go through. We'll name movies. Spend it. You know, spend a little bit just talking about it. But let's go through back and forth. The what's the best best movie? And because you have six, why don't you you kick it off then? Well, five. turned out my numbering didn't work. It started at one and then skipped to three. So I have five. Oh, never. Okay. Did you <laughs> put them no- now? Did you put them in order? Like, do you have a number one film? Um, these aren't like strong in order, but yeah, like, me neither. it is kind of like they're like pretty even, but like there is a number one. And I will say that I went by the year of the show, not the year of the movie was made, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So, like, it's. Yep. It As you be, always do. Yeah. Yeah. Every year I do this because I get confused when we do our Oscar movies. <laughs> Um, so my number one movie that we reviewed in 2021 was Promising Young Woman. Yeah, yeah. That's, so um... I know that's confusing because that movie came out in 2020, but we didn't review it until like at least March. That was one of the last ones we did right up until the Oscars. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure we did. We did it. We had to get a couple in last minute and that was one of them. Yeah. Because it was, took a while to get to Canada and then we were pretty much in lockdown. So needless to say, the movie that started our bow obsession and will <laughs> continue on into the stars. Um, yeah. It, it, that's it, a that's a hard one to argue with. I have to say like that's it's stellar not movie. On, stellar, stellar yeah, movie. It's not on my list because I really tried to stick to ones that came out this year. But if I wasn't, that would be at the top. That would be in my top five without a doubt because it was fantastic. Are we going back and forth, or do you want my whole list? Yeah, we'll go back and forth. I, I'll okay. give one. So so um, uh, mine aren't in any order at all. But um, a quiet place part two. Um, I think that following up to a horror movie is really tough and this movie did a really good job of giving us a taste of what I liked from the first movie, but also expanding the universe and growing it and making it kind of its own thing. So A Quiet Place Part 2, I was looking forward to it all year 
and it kept getting pushed back and moved and because it really wanted to be out in the theaters and i'm so glad i saw it in a movie theater because of the keeping quiet thing it was really 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 good so a quiet place part two is definitely one of mine my second one but again this is like a loose loose rating eyes of tammy faye this is definitely a taylor movie um you know the the biopic about tammy faye Mm -hmm. baker um Mm -hmm. with jessica chastain i think it's it was an amazing performance um like visually it was like very much my kind of movie um set kind of from the 70s to the early 90s um i really enjoyed it i thought it was a great movie and i think it's very watchable a very watchable movie so that's my second pick so my next one I'm going to pick is is one we did that week as well. So might as well might as well stick to to the same week. When you reviewed that, I reviewed No Time to Die, which was the last right. James Bond movie of Daniel Craig. Um, it's in my top five. Um, I think that he did a fantastic job. Daniel Craig did in that that in that movie. I thought it was the perfect mix of kind of the what people like about the old James Bond, but kind of new modern showing that this franchise can grow and change with the times um it is i it might be as good as skyfall it it might be right there in terms of james bond movies so it's in my top five because i just felt for a final movie with him as james bond it's it was well worth seeing okay number three for me bo burnham's inside we talked about this on the show already um and this is a 2021 i'm pretty sure like 2021 proper yeah yep, came out this year um yep. fantastic i know like i was surprised by some of the backlash not so much from reviews but i like read i think it was like the av catalog or like i was reading the comments on an article about it and some of them are like scathing being like i don't know what people saw in this yada 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 i'm sorry i have to agree with the critics i loved this I loved it. Um, it took me on an emotional roller coaster. I think the songs are so well crafted and so emotive, and it like had me thinking so much afterwards. Like I know, like I interpreted it as autobiographical, and you thought it was more theater. So like that conversation in itself is so interesting, and why sure. it's on my list. No, definitely. I I really enjoyed it too. I thought it was perfectly well done and i think it's going to be an interesting thing to look back on years from now because it's almost like a time capsule yeah i guess the question is will it age well i guess well i mean as a historic snippet it might um to to, you know if you want to ask people like what what was it like you know that 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 is that is a way to go that was what it was like (laughs) at least for me (laughs) although Um, less creative output like zero creative output, I guess, for me. Yes. <laughs> but yes. we kept making the show, so that's something. Yeah. Hey, we're here. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that brings me to my number three, right? Yes, number three. Um, so my number three is a movie I, I just mentioned, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I think this was the best Marvel film um, that uh, came out this year, without a doubt. I thought this was the best Marvel film that came out this year. I think it might even be the best in terms of all the Marvel properties. If you throw the TV shows in there, I think it was very well done. It's a mix of genres. I was always a big fan of Jackie Chan movies growing up. Um, and the fact that they they kind of used Jackie Chan movies as like uh, inspiration for right. this film. Uh, I think it really came through and that's why it, it, it hit uh, so well for me. So Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. That's my number three pick. My number four pick is Zola. So this is the movie that brought me back into theaters in July. I think I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I went from like November until July, not going to the theaters because it was like the second great lockdown of the pandemic. Right, right. Um, So I think this was the first movie that I saw back in theaters and it was a really hotly anticipated movie for me after reading the Rolling Stone article that the movie's based on. And like, 
I think I said this when I reviewed the movie, like full disclosure, like pretty adult themes. Um, you know, it's about two strippers that go to Miami to strip, but um, they don't end up stripping. Like bad things happen. And I think, you know, if you read the Rolling Stone article, um, really the bigger issue is about human trafficking. And I think the right. movie addresses those issues well in the film and you know it was beautiful to watch I loved the cinematography I loved some of the risks they took and again will this movie necessarily age well it's like very much in the now like it very much is a movie that's immersed in like text culture like Twitter like you have to like know about Twitter and texting and uh, internet culture to like be in the know about this movie but I thought it did it really really well and um for a movie that I was so excited about to see um it did hold up because you know you know we we talk about this on the show we try not to have expectations but like Mm. there's still movies you're excited and you want to see of course you can't help that it does happen and like ever since I read that Rolling Stone article because the movie is about this it's like allegedly well it is it is a true story but this woman like texted this story on Twitter and then the Rolling Stone like picked it up and they did kind of like an oral history of like what went down um, based on those, those tweets. And anyways, the story is just like so fantastic. So wild, like fantastic in the sense of like unbelievable, not fantastic, like cool, just like such an unbelievable story. And ever since I read that article, I thought, Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see this movie. It was made finally got to see it and it was worth it. So that's why it is, the fourth movie on my list but again just full disclosure this is not a family movie um (laughs) you know there are issues of like human trafficking involved and the sex trade so um be prepared for that but um yes hotly anticipated and i definitely enjoyed it my number four is pig oh that was Um, on my it didn't make my list, but it was an honorable mention. Honorable mention. Yes, Pig. I, I'm I'm not a huge Nicolas Cage fan, but I felt this movie was so well done. It was good. And his performance was quite good. And I thought that this was a kind of a, a bit of a different side to him. Like, I know there's some moments, but it was a lot more um Restrained. Quiet, restrained and subdued. And I think that he, his acting ability comes through a lot better. So uh, Pig was just a more of a surprise to me. And it's c- kind of why it made it onto the list. At my number five, same kind of reason. It was more a surprise that these films uh, were were what I was thinking. You just talked about expectations. Sometimes I have those negative expectations of what I think a film's going to be, and then it it you know it becomes well, you went, good. You probably went into that movie thinking, "Oh, it's another Nick Cage movie." Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. But. But it was another Nick Cage movie. Yeah, it was. And it was, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. So yeah, Pig for me, number four, um, I thought it was really well worth seeing. Yeah, definitely. um, That was on my honorable mention list. But I ended up rounding out my list with Crip Camp. That one's hard for me to say. Crip Camp. And it's actually a documentary. It was nominated for best documentary at the Oscars. So I apologize. This is a 2020 release, not 2021. But um, I watched it on Netflix. I didn't even watch it. I don't think I watched it as part of our Oscar watch. Like I was just on Netflix one day and it came up as like a recommended. And you guys know I love documentaries. Um, I try to watch them when I can. And this was a very good documentary. It was a documentary where I learned a lot and I was just thoroughly impressed by it. It's about, um, if you guys don't remember my review, it's about a camp from the seventies that was specifically for people with physical and developmental disabilities. And it was a camp where these kids could just come and be kids, but they, they, they had disabilities. And so you think, okay, this is just going to be like a documentary about the summer camp, which in itself is interesting Um, something that I don't know about but then it took a complete turn and it was not a turn but like um, it it went it used the camp as a launching off point to follow the development of disability rights activism in the United States 
from the 70s until about I think like maybe even to modern time but like mostly the the activism that was happening in the 70s and 80s so something that I had no really no knowledge of and it was just like beautifully done using archival footage from the 70s and 80s and um if you guys I gave it a rave review when we when I reviewed it I think I I reviewed it during um Oscar season so um it remains one of my favorite watches of the year and I highly recommend if you have not watched it yet please do Crip Camp you can watch it on Netflix and unfortunately, it did not win best best documentary, which I think is a mm. bummer. It went to like yeah. the Squid movie. <laughs> yes, the yes, yeah, yes, the movie yes. about which I'm sure, like whatever. I'm sure it's like that's, a friend or whatever. Yeah, 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 I'm sure that's beautiful, um, but not. It wasn't Crip Camp. <laughs> my my number five movie is Your Name. So this was the yeah, only that one was that a, wasn't that, a 2021 release. Very good. Yeah, and it kind of it kicked off our movies from a hat i think where we did that we teamed that up with some other movie and it might have been the gwyneth paltrow sliding doors one because they both had to do with like alternative timelines i thought it i thought that one wasn't that one teamed up with with uh enemy oh maybe i think i think it was i think it was the one where the he learns about his father through like flashbacks and it's oh lone star um, Yes, Lone Star. Yeah. And like I thought for kicking off our this movie club that we've never done this before, that episode could not have gone better. Like oh, for, yeah. for two movies that had nothing in common, they seemed to have nothing in common. They had a they lot connected, of common. <laughs> yeah, they connected really well. And that was a really great read. So I think I just remember that episode very fondly. And I thought your name was, again, a pleasant surprise. Really good emotional hook. Had a really like, fantastic plot. Because it came from Tyler. <laughs> Yeah, because it came for the, it's like the only movie Tyler's ever mentioned or talked about where we've been like, yeah, this is. We great. both overwhelmingly so, yeah. liked it. Yes, yeah. So your name made it on there for the number five slot. So you had a couple honorable mentions. You said. Yeah, just let me um, pull up my list real quick. My phone went silent. Um, Respect the Aretha Franklin. Oh right, yeah. Uh, bio doc or uh, biopic. I um really enjoyed that i thought the performances were good i wouldn't be surprised if jennifer hudson gets nominated for best actress even though it did come out earlier in the year but it's definitely like it is like an oscar movie like it's very polished but very enjoyable to watch so i wouldn't be surprised if it gets nominated for a couple things the um german movie movie i'm your man where the she falls in love with an android or like is trying not to fall in love with the android with um oh what's his name dan stevenson the guy from beauty and the beast right right yeah like random but apparent apparently he's fluent in german so why not throw him in um so that was really enjoyable pig was on my honorable mention list minari i know that that was a 2020 release but we reviewed it during Oscar season and it was very yeah. good. Yeah. So totally. Yeah. That's another no, those one. are yeah. those are good honorable mentions. Um in the few minutes we have left, I'm just gonna rattle off the worst movies. We don't have to talk about them, but I'll just put them out here. So the, the these are the five yep, Titan, Army of the Dead, Black Widow, Above Suspicion, and the Green Knight. Those were my yeah, five worst of this year. Yeah. Green Knight wasn't a fan. More I, that movie sits with me. Yeah. Um, I think we'll end this episode just on saying a couple quick uh, movies that we're looking forward to in 2022. I did have a short list here, but I'll just rattle off a few. So The Batman, which we talked about. I can't um, wait. I am I'm very, very excited for that. Um, and just just because of, of with, with Chadwick Boseman's uh, death, I am very much looking forward to Wakanda Forever because how they're going to handle that is a great question. Wakanda Forever is going to be the second Black Panther movie. Unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman passed away. Um, so I don't know what they're doing with that, but I am very like intrigued. Um, and because even though I've been hurt many times, uh, they've, they've caught me again. The Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore, for some reason, I want to see that movie. Uh, even they've hurt me so much and I, I put it on this list. And, uh, and then my last one was Death on the Nile, the follow-up to... Uh, the, oh, that the, our friend Army Hammer was booted was from. Was booted from. Death on, on the Nile, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, but there you go, Taylor. We made it to the end. 
2021 is over for screening in Kingston. We cannot wait till next year. I'm really excited to, to see what the Oscars will fold and what our fans uh, come up with for next year. Yeah, go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. Recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.